Today's sponsor is Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash baldmove for a free audiobook download. Welcome to Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. This week, it's episode seven of season five, yes. titled Say My Name. Aaron, I got something I want you to do for me real quick before we get started. What? Say my name. Uh, your real name or your my uh, fake name. internet radio name? Jim Jones. <laughs> Thank you. You're goddamn right is what I was looking you for. You get 35% of our profits for that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there is a new uh, vacancy. Yep, in our partnership, and you're the second best meth cook. Best meth cook. Yeah, we are. Um, we are getting. We 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 already have. We got roommate divorced. Yeah. Uh, so we're let sitting me say, we're sitting down our listener children. You didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not your fault. Let me say, I've only seen this episode one time, and it was an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Because I have been moving all weekend, and I just started a new job as well. A lot lots, of stuff going on. Lots of change so. in Jim Jones' household. I, for my part... So uh, I'm going to be the dumbest guy on the block when it comes to this episode. Right. So I don't think going forward it should affect our podcast very much. But no. this this uh, weekend, you know... Uh, one of the other follow-outs is that is we interviewed Dave... Or actually, I interviewed Dave Porter this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the composer for all the original music on Breaking Bad. Uh, I had a lot of fun. He's a really cool, down-to-earth guy. Really... Yeah. Uh, show give a lot of detail on the process that he does for writing the music, uh, and he also pimped some projects he's got coming up. Uh, for example, today is the first day you can buy the uh, soundtrack, the original score soundtrack for Breaking Bad. And oh, he's it's actually out today? came Great. out today, and he's actually taken a lot of pieces. They're just snippets, you know, like the Heisenberg theme and the main theme, mm-hmm. and he's like developed like full March of Darth Vader nice. <laughs> or the Imperial March versions of them. Yeah. So he's pretty proud of it, and it's probably going to be awesome. Can you get so, that on Amazon.com? You can get... I've got a link to it on Amazon.baldmove.com. 35% Aaron for everyone yeah. you sell. <laughs> you can get it on iTunes, uh, probably Zoom, Marketplace, every place you can get shit like that. Nice. So. Uh, also, I forgot to shout out uh, Behalf01 uh, from Reddit for breaking the spoilers. He reminded me on a thread on Reddit that I forgot to do that, so I apologize. I try to give credit where it's due. Yep. Um, final note, a personal note. I'm going to be in Seattle this weekend for the Penny Arcade Expo, and if you know, I've got a lot of stuff going on, but I'll also be out and about in the town drinking for a good mm. portion of that time. So if any fans... Uh, want to do a, a meetup and just have a beer with me? Uh, best place to do that is send me an email at breakinggood at baldmove.com or hit us up on Twitter, probably. Yeah, I know there's at least one who was yes. hoping it was still going yep. on. And I uh, sent him an email. So cool. um, hit me, hit us up on Twitter at baldmove or the breakinggood at baldmove.com. There's one person in the city of Seattle who wants to meet you. <laughs> one person. <laughs> I'll have my rape whistle, just so you know. Awesome. Uh, this uh, was directed by first-time director Thomas Schnauz, I think is how you wow. pronounce his name. He has been a longtime writer on Breaking Bad, and Vince mm-hmm. uh, Vince Gilligan gave him the nod to 
for his directorial debut. It's interesting. Awesome. I was listening to the Insider podcast. I guess they went to the same film school together. Oh, okay. And he actually had directed one other film. It was a student film short uh, a short feature that Vince Gilligan was the director of photography for. Huh. Okay. So they known each other for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and I thought. I mean, God, it turned. I thought it turned out pro. I mean, some of the shot selection yeah, and the blocking they used. I want to talk about a couple of those shots when yeah. we get to them. But yeah, real, real good. So, what do you think? Just a raw reaction. What do you think of the episode? Uh, like I said, just watched it. So very raw. Uh, I like it. I definitely liked it. Um, don't love it. I think. Though. Uh, I don't think it was as good as the last one. Wow. Uh, I don't know why, but Mike's death didn't hit me as hard as I felt that it was going to. Really? Yeah. Really? So I've... But I think he went out on a good note, though. I mean, we we saw, you know, Walt take him out uh, because of his pride. And it was ultimately Mike's downfall. And he had a good moment at the very end. Just shut up and let me die. <laughs> right. In peace. Right. Uh, staring out over the tranquil water. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it was it was a very low key death there for him at the end. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like he was shot in the head. He had time to process it, and maybe once I have time to process his death, it'll hit me more. Right? No, I I was just blown away when I when I first saw it, and I needed like hmm. a couple minutes to kind of gather myself. It really wow. was like because I wasn't expecting it. I mean, I kind of expected Mike to die at some point. Uh huh. But I didn't, you know, see this as 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 coming going down just like this. But on the other th- on the other hand, I thought it was really a natural moment. And yeah. you know, Seppenwall was really really disappointed by what he saw as plot contrivances. Um, contrivances? Yeah, he just like if there were any contrivances, it was uh, an episode or two ago when they set all this up. Well, I mean, the thing is, is he's he's basically saying the Breaking Bad up until the death of Gus Fring mm-hmm. was a very methodical, empirical. We saw Walt and Jesse working out the solution to the problem, and then we saw the you know actual working, and then them on the fly adjusting for stuff. But starting with the death of Gus Fring, Walt started doing a lot of the scheming off camera, and mm-hmm. you know. They're they're playing kind of like I guess shorthand, and you know maybe never not everything lines up or makes sense. I think they can get away with that as long as it continues to be good. Yeah, like and I think a lot of the plot holes that Alan is worried about seem like they're theoretical plot holes. They're only plot holes if yeah, you know if they don't tie them up in a in a yeah. coming episode. Or, for example, a lot of people screaming bloody it. murder about the bugs left in the DEA office. What about the fingerprints? Well, the writers mm-hmm. came back around to that. So, yeah, he got them out. Uh, we'll talk about it as we go. Uh, are we ready for the recap? I give this, sure. this is a 9 out of 10 episode for me. Yeah, I, I got to say, it did, uh, a lot of things that I wanted to see happen, happened. You know, Jesse finally told Walt yes. off. Yes. Uh, Mike told Walt off as sternly as he could before he got shot. It looks like Skyler is checked out too. Like she's not afraid of yeah, Walt anymore. No. She just does gives zero fucks. Doesn't care. Yeah. So probably a solid eight for me. All right. I think that's that's good. Uh, so start with the recap. One thing Dave Porter said at, right before we hung up with the phone. He says, uh, "Be ready from the jump because my score starts on frame one, and it did. Ha, uh, yeah. Great music, 
Uh, we drive out to the desert to meet middle-aged Wolverine, a.k.a. Declan. <laughs> no, middle-aged Wolverine was behind him. What was up with that guy's hair? Uh, the I, mohawk dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. that guy. Well, I mean, this guy's muscle. He basically has weird mohawk guy and Paul Tuttle Jr. Tuttle Jr. Who's that? From American Chopper. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm t- All right. I wouldn't be surprised if that actually was him. Yeah. Because he looks so much like him. But anyway, uh, you know, obviously Walt steps out. Mike says, it's your show. Declan's like, who the fuck is this guy? Then is informed by Walt. What did you think of this scene? Uh, this is Walt at new heights of hubris here. Like, I mean, he is. Yeah, it's his show. The whole damn world is his show now mm-hmm. in his head, you mm-hmm. know. Everything is coming together uh, exactly as he plans always. Right. Even when it's not, he still thinks it is. Um, A lot of great lines. The whole, you know, uh, your junior grade T-ball, I'm the New York Yankees, your tepid off-brand bullshit, I'm classic Coke. Uh, But I really like this scene, and I believe that Mike would try this what's my name stuff. But I don't mm-hmm. in a minute think that Declan would go along with it and and basically punk out. Yeah. I mean, I I, I would have rather seen him, like, pull his gun, have his goons pull his guns and be like, look, we're going to do this deal because it makes economic sense. Yeah. But we're not your errand boys. Mm-hmm. You know, we're partners at best. We're not intimidated. So just stop with the bullshit. Or at least try to negotiate a little bit. Yeah, I just feel like – so Walt – positioning himself as the Gus of this organization, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sure. he's like, I'm the cook. I'm the man who killed Gus Fring. And they portrayed underlings as like, whoa, you know. Um, and Declan, I don't think, believed them. But then when he looked at Mike, and Mike kind of did the, like, the you yeah. know, eye roll, kind of like, oh, God. I think <laughs> that was kind of confirmation. I, like I said, I, I don't know. Uh, the other thing he of, did make a good argument, though, right? I mean, right. it is more money than he would be making selling it at seventy percent purity. No, the ep- like I said, the economic argument yeah. made perfect sense. I liked his swagger about the Yankees mm-hmm. and the classic Coke, and I thought that played well with Declan. But that argument isn't going to sway Don Eladio. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. So uh, I just feel like the same my name stuff. It should have the, the first time he tried it, and he's like, "Come again?" You know, like <laughs> what? Uh-huh. I, I feel like that should have been the final reaction. Should have brought the claws out. Right. Or if the guys, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It just, it played a little crazy. But fortunately for me, or fortunately, I guess, for my impression, the rest of the episode I just thought was fantastic. So, okay. Also, the other thing of note, he said that you've got the greatest meth cook. No, the two greatest meth cooks. Do you think he really believes that or is this another attempt like later on to manipulate jesse i think that it was an attempt to manipulate jesse Mm -hmm. and i also think it's a big mistake for him because i'm thinking now when walt comes back for that flashback Uh uh, the flash forward that we saw at the beginning of the season yeah he might be coming back to try to save jesse from uh what's his face because we know that Jesse wants out of the game, but what if Walt can't cook for some reason and they go after Jesse to try to get him to cook now because I, they know he's the second best? I – yeah. I actually – I think that was a big mistake on Walt's part. Yeah, and we got some feedback to that point, but it's looking more and more like perhaps the machine gun toting Walt is going to be trying to mount a rescue operation. Could be. But also, Jesse now knows 
that this is all bullshit, right? He looks over at Mike right after Walt says that. He's like, is this guy trying to bring me back in on this stupid shit? I'm done with this. Yeah. Did he not hear me? Yeah. And that's, in fact, the next scene, he's, you know, Jesse's like, look, I'm still out. Yeah. And yeah. Walt's like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll talk. Uh-huh. Oh, the money. Yeah, we'll talk. But, uh-huh. you know, I still need your help. You can, you owe me at least that much. And Jesse's like, <laughs> and, you know, he goes over to Mike and says, guess I'll see you around. And Mike's like, no, kid, when I'm out, I'm out. Yeah, and you know Mike gives him that look, like you know the same look you give to a trout that's hooked on a line. A man like, trout, yeah, man trout. <laughs> yeah, he gave him the dead mackerel eye. <laughs> it's all coming circle to the here. hooked trout. Full of circle. the man trout. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, that's in a, a, a previous scene, but Mike does give him this look, like yeah, kid, you're yeah. you're fucked. Um, now, do you think Walt could have negotiated ten million dollars? So to get Jesse out. Too. I mean, why does he need Jesse? This it seems like you could single handedly make this meth cook. Do yeah. you really need a second pair of hands? Uh, I I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. Uh, the only step that I would really be worried about is when the he takes the cap off that thing and the gas comes out. You yeah, know, and you got to be right there with the with the hose, the hose to right. pump it all out. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because it does look like with the big machinery, maybe you do need a second pair of hands. Yeah, and setting all that up has got to be a bit. Yeah. So yeah, but there again, you could find some lunkhead like, like uh, Todd. I don't know, maybe Todd. Yeah, like Todd. <laughs> uh, so anyway, going back to Vomitous Pest Control after they get back from the desert, Mike has two thoughts reiterating he's taking care of the legacy costs which will pay off later in the episode and walter do not forget about the bug at the dea office mm-hmm. and at least a hundred thousand fans out there go Whew, they weren't forgetting about that <laughs> no how could they and walt has to pull the that's it no thank you no sorry i chained you to <sighs> what an asshole <laughs> it'd been hilarious though if mike had been like uh no, if I'd have chained you to the ra- radiator, we wouldn't be in this position. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hmm. Then they had a great scene between Mike and Jesse where he explains that, no, we're not going to see each other. You know, kid, look out for yourself. And mm-hmm. Walt looks out of that window um, like a jealous lover almost. Yeah. Or like or like um, a dad watching a stepdad pick up his son. <laughs> From his house. That's what it's like. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he that's does, a good description. Does not like it. Mm. Anything to add? <laughs> no. I think that description was plenty. All right. What did you think about the closing of A1A Car Wash? Which is the next scene. Uh, I... What do you mean? What did I think about it? It I was just, closed. It's, it's a way to introduce <laughs> a fucking scene, man. Yeah. No, it was. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm giving you shit on our podcast. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, yeah, I'm just surprised go that Skyler would you. do anything that Walt says, you know? He well, wants her to close down the car wash for a day. She should not do it. Well, I mean, the thing is, is like, I think he did this in, like, very early in the morning is my impression. impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he comes over here with a trailer. He's probably got keys. He probably just did it. And she's come, and okay. he's like, uh, Skyler, you got to keep your thing shut. Why? Because I got something in the car wash bay. Yeah. And what's she going to do? Like, I felt like yeah, yeah. this is a woman who has no say in her life. And mm-hmm. if she even tries to interject, like, any kind of logic or analysis or worry or concern, she's told, you know, get back to the kitchen, yeah. <laughs> basically. Make me some bacon. Yeah. My birthday's coming up. <laughs> yeah, break up that bacon, kick off your shoes, get pregnant and in the kitchen right now. Uh, lots of stuff here. I love Jesse. He continues to be the sole point of humor. 
you know, his Hamus <laughs> hey, is white. Uh-huh. And he's like, Vamanos. <laughs> She's like, I wish. I wish. Yeah. Uh, did you think there's any sexual tension between no. Jesse and Skyler? No. You really don't think so? There's more sexual tension between Jesse and Walt than there was <laughs> oh. between Jesse and Skyler. Uh,. What do you think? Okay, so as he's watching Mr. White just basically browbeat Mrs. White mm-hmm. into submission, Jesse keeps giving Lynn like some sideways long looks. What do you think Jesse's thinking here? I think he's trying to figure out what's going on with him, mm-hmm. honestly, because he, we saw the dinner scene, which was super awkward, mm-hmm. and Walt was playing that to Jesse as if he were the good guy in that situation. Right. And it was all Skylar being bitchy. Yep. But I think Jesse wonders about that. Yeah, because here she's saying perfectly legitimate things. Like, is yeah. this, a, you know, is someone going to try to kill us? Mm-hmm. Are the cops looking for this? And Walt is like, shut the fuck up, you know? Yeah, and the fact that, is this, d- does he know about Skylar knowing about this operation before? Not until she last episode at, at, during at the dinner? dinner. Yeah. I think he kind of caught on to the fact then. Did he? Okay. Because he may have just been figuring that out, too, and been kind of spooked that she was there. Well, I just feel like that he sees... This is the scene that's set in his mind that that Walt's full of shit. Because you said, Mm -hmm. like you said, he saw the hypocrisy from, you know, Walt blaming Skyler and and how the actual situation is, where he's kind of like the voice of Skyler. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you wanting to do this? You could get out. Yeah. And he's seeing this impact on her, and and he's also thinking, my God, uh, what... You know, can I believe anything this man's saying? Mm-hmm. And is this our relationship? I think he was seeing yeah. his relationship with Walt in a whole other light now that he's seeing, you know, his relationship with his wife. I don't know. I might be. No, I think you're right about there. that. So uh, next scene, we see Mike's lawyer going back to the second episode where they're going around visiting all the guys that they have to mm-hmm. imprison. You uh, caught his name, right? They said it. Yes. Um, I don't. His in name's Ben, and I've got it written down. It's Ben Butt Munch or something like that. <laughs> okay, we'll get to it. But he's uh, schmoozing with the uh, bank manager, it looks like, mm-hmm. giving her biner off with uh, banana bacon cookies. No, uh, meth bacon cookies. Meth bacon cookies? <laughs> yep. Uh, they clearly, were so addictive, she couldn't help but eat them. <laughs> clearly, she's the, he's there for the safety deposit box. Um, mm-hmm. There's great music in this scene. I'm not even sure if it's original or licensed because it's so mm-hmm. different. You know, it's this kind of almost Ocean's Eleven type uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, casino heist music. And, and just- we get an awesome... Uh, I, it's not really a deposit box camera. It's more yeah. of like a sleeve cam. Yeah, sleeve cam. Yeah. <laughs> box cam or uh, whatever. It's a Breaking Bad staple anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, this room was a hastily redecorated uh, police evidence room from the Magnet Caper. <laughs> wow. It's the same I room. thought it was Huel's refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sorry, low blow. If it did, if it was, he, it wouldn't have a door because he just stand <laughs> in front of it all the time. Okay, uh, but anyway, uh, so we see the, basically. I don't know if people caught it, but they make quick shots of the stacks of cash, and he was putting in a stack of uh, five thousand, a stack of ten thousand in each box. Yeah, except for the final large size, the new box, uh, which was box. which was two million and a nice little card for Kaylee on her eighteenth birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Good idea here, right? I mean, he's doling out the money slowly so that, like we we see Gomez say later, nobody's living above their means. So it's a way to keep people from going out and blowing a ton of cash and coming up on the radar of the DEA. And it's untraceable. 
Uh-huh. And theoretically, if there wasn't any heat on this guy as a lawyer, it would be all nice and tidy. I mean, yeah. Uh, and if, in fact, if the lawyer wouldn't crack, mm-hmm. uh, they just confiscate it, and yeah, the life it. goes on for for everybody. Um, there's some questions I have procedurally later on. We'll get to. But even, you know, the lawyer mentions to Mike, it's like, you know, the families are being reliable pickups. You know, they they get that slow and steady is better than just getting their all, nobody squawking about getting their money. Mm-hmm. And it just really looks like everything's going to work out at this yeah. point. Uh, next scene, we uh, we see the man trout uh, on the hood of his car with his laptop out, and he's listening to Hank dialing for dollars uh, for the DAA fund uh, run. But more importantly, mm-hmm. they hear that the warrant on Mike has come through. So that's Mike's cue to dispose of everything. Do you think the person he's calling is significant in any way? Mike? I don't think so. Or, I'm sorry, not Mike. Uh, Hank? No, nah, why? No? Okay. Was a guy, did you because the, the last name? person who was donating to the fund run was oh. very significant. Well, if we knew anything about it, we didn't even hear their side yeah. of the phone call, which is kind of weird because in the previous ones we did hear both sides of the phone call. Hmm. So it's like... did the Maybe did, he was on speakerphone before. Oh, yeah, it could time. be, could be. Um, there was, uh, in the Insider podcast, Vince talked about that they've got this uh, one scene that they filmed hmm. of uh, Mike taking a hand grenade out of the bag and kind of looking at it and, like, trying to decide what to do, and he pulls the pin and throws it down the well, and then he sits there and waits and waits and waits, and nothing happens, and he goes, I'm going to kill that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sold me a but, defective hand. Yeah, grenade. like he bought a hand grenade way back when. He's always been curious, and now yeah. it's so he's like that will be on the D, the DVD slash Blu-rays for the season. Nice. Um. So then he leaves the well, the bottomless well, and uh, go and he takes the bag and he leaves it in the trunk of a car at apparently an airport and gets a cab out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, next scene is Mike getting served the search warrants. Uh, Mike is watching a movie, which I didn't see anyone mention what, what movie or television show it was, but it's a, it, the, the, it looks like a detective's investigating a scene where cops committed suicide. Yeah. And, and they're rummaging through the house roughly like, uh, Mike and his squad are. Yep. And again, you gotta love foreshadowing that pays off <laughs> in, in the same episode. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, meanwhile, as he's doing this, Hank and Gomi are coming up empty. And mm-hmm. looks like uh, it's going to be bad news for them. Next scene, Walt's got all of their meth cooking clean stuff all laid out scattered. And I was trying to decide, is, yeah. is this Vomino's pest control? It's got to be because that's uh, – that, he can't be at the car wash at this point. And, and he's the, not the setting this up to enough. cook. It looks like he's breaking mm-hmm. it down and being like, you know, we put this off for a long – you know, we needed, we've needed to clean this equipment. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because there's all this buildup and stuff, this is the first time they've maybe cleaned it even. Well, I also thought maybe he was trying to do some upgrades too because didn't they talk about cooking double or whatever mm-hmm. later on? Yeah, he might have been thinking about maybe. that. Um, but this is one of the greatest scenes in the episode – I've took meticulous notes. Yeah. Jesse, you know, Walt wants to clean. Jesse wants to clear the air. Uh, Walt keeps trying to distract him. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? I What we need to talk about is doubling down. You'll get to run your own lab, your own cook. And why not? Because you're every bit as good as me. But that doesn't work. No. And <laughs> notice that, like, Jesse, this all this time, still calls him Mr. White. I don't mm-hmm. – correct me if I'm wrong. I think I asked this last season, too. Is there – Ever been an instance where he's called him Walt? No. I, I think they've made a very distinct point not to. 
he still wants his money and get out. And Walt tries, like, look, do you realize that we're the best at something and how rare that is? Well, you want to throw that away so you can play video games and, and go-karts? And, and then when are you <laughs> going to start? until you start? Yeah. When, when are you going to start using? And did you notice, man, they, had, they were looking on Aaron Paul's face. Mm-hmm. And he had this, like, really look of hurt, and he kind of, like, mouths the word, like, Mr. White? Like, huh. I mean, this I feel like that's the point where he turned on Walt. And, you know, he hmm. didn't really want to accept that he's this manipulative, hurtful bastard. But uh-huh. when he dredged that up and threw that into his face after everything yeah, he's been through. Yeah, and you've got through, nobody after he told him, essentially, to go break up with Andrea. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <sighs> Let me tell you. Here's how you can tell when someone is manipulating you. Uh-huh. They give you an argument, you say no, and then they turn it around and say the exact opposite thing. Because mm-hmm. now he goes into the blood money thing. Right. You don't want any of that money because it's dirty and it's blood money. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, first he's like, uh, you know, it's like, look, I know you're upset about this boy. I'm just as upset. And Jesse mm-hmm. finally says, are you really? <laughs> <laughs> and then Walt goes into the, the whole wounded. Yeah. Of course I am. I'm going to just lay father. down and die with him. Yeah, and he he he, he lashes bad out at Jesse and says, "What do you want me to do? Lock myself up and get high?" <laughs> um, and then it's like we've done things just as bad. All the people we've murdered, Gale, pause, and the rest. <laughs> and it's the like, rest, none of his count. Oh no! It's like the abbreviated yeah. version of the Gilligan's Island theme, where they get after you know Gilligan and Skipper, and they're like uh, you know. Uh, the uh, the professor and the rest, and it's just like yeah. okay, the other people. Uh, yeah, it's like none of my shit. It's like just like, make sure Gale sinks in. Yeah, uh, he talks about going to hell. I mean, he's pulling out. He's getting Pascal's wager out of this shit. <laughs> yeah, he he's is. pulling out every rhetorical trick in the book, mm-hmm. and he makes this promise that no one else is going to die now that we're running stuff. And finally, Jesse says, "No, that's bullshit. Yep. Every time you say that, always." And he's like, "I'm done. You and I are done." That's when he does the judo of, well, you don't want this filthy blood money. You're not going to get any of it. I'm going to save mm-hmm. you. But the surprise is that Jesse doesn't give a fuck. Nope. He's like, whatever. You want to you want to keep my money? That's on you. And he just leaves. Yeah, and I like that he put that back on Walt. Right. You know, this is money that you owe me. Right. Uh, rightfully. And mm-hmm. now if you don't pay it to me, that's on you. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. Mm-hmm. That's one more sin for your hellbound life. But yep. as for me, I don't give a fuck. I'm I'm out of here. And it's so funny because up to this point, Walt was so powerful in this episode. And you know, once he thought yeah. that he this money was his his source of control over so many people, including uh-huh. Mike. Uh, and and you know, Jesse finally broke the leash and said, "Nope." And this is the last guy that Walt has. That feels anything for Walt. Mm-hmm. The last person on the planet that Walt has a connection with. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a connection with his kids or his wife or Todd, who's the replacement cook. Right. Jesse. Jesse was it. Now he's gone. Right. And that is on Walt. Yep. It is. And like the, later on, Mike reminds, you know, that that uh, Walt ultimately, all of the stuff that's happened since roughly season three is, is all on Walt. Yeah. And we see how that goes. But, uh, Anything else? Again, this is a fantastic scene. We've pretty much uh, torn it apart. Yeah. Uh, this is a culmination of basically five seasons of Walt and Jesse all come slamming together. And mm-hmm. I do think Walt does care about Jesse. Yeah. Oh, because, yeah. you know, 
Mike later on tries to say this is all your fault and your pride and ego, but really, if you want to, if you want to diagram the breakdown of Walt and Gus's relationship, it was over Jesse. Yeah, it was him taking Jesse over Gail, mm-hmm. and then Jesse getting upset about the original kids being murdered, and that is what drove the wedge between Gus and Walt. Definitely. Yeah. So I don't know if Mike even realizes that because at that point Mike didn't give a shit about Jesse. Mike didn't warm up to Jesse till mm-hmm. halfway through season four. Yeah. Uh, ready to move on to the next scene? Sure. Uh, which is basically Hank in a uh, uh, tele tele meeting with his boss and the rest of his department. Mm-hmm. They're talking about restricted budget for surveillance, and then Hank kind of zones out and then gets dressed down. Uh, what do you think about the scene? Uh, what was this zone out? Uh, he was, was looking – he was just – I think he was – he's obsessed uh-huh. with this Heisenberg case and to the detriment of his entire uh, department because the guy says, like, you are not even keeping up on the basics of your job, like yeah. basic reporting functions and day-to-day operations you are letting go and you've got, you know, 50 other cases and you're devoting all your surveillance money on this one mm-hmm. that's essentially a closed case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and and like he accuses him of like playing favorites just because this was your case that you brought up. You can't, you know, you've got all these other agents working for you. Mm-hmm. You've got to to give them, uh, you know, some of that money too. Thirty five percent. Yeah, thirty five percent. And he says, you know, and I, I like it because a lot, you know he wasn't played as a stereotypically bad boss. Mm-hmm. He's just like, you know, we talked about this when you took this position. That this is going to change responsibilities. You can't yeah. be busting can't be out. hand delivering warrants. And you know he's. I don't think. I think he's being tough but fair, and you know being uh-huh. supportive. But like, look, you're not doing your job. This is what I need from you. And he says, from here on out, the budget to survey for surveillance on Mike is zero. Yeah, it's not going to stop Hank. From no, in fact, <laughs> surveilling people. In fact, he regroups with Gomi, and he makes a connection that all these nine guys are being represented by the same lawyer, Daniel Waxberg, mm-hmm. except for Mike. And he wants his lawyer tailed. And go- even Gomi's smart enough to be like, uh, "Like the shit ain't deep enough for you, boss." <laughs> yep. Uh, so he, I mean. Hank really can't think that just because he's not tailing Mike, he's tailing Mike's lawyer, that that's yeah. going to play with the boss if this gets found out. Oh, definitely not. Uh, yeah. Thank God it worked out for Hank. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else about the, the sequence? Nope. I thought that scene was pretty straightforward. All right. Moving on to Walt looking like uh, one of those guys. It, this is like harkens back to first season Walt getting ready to go to school. Yeah, I, that's exactly. He's what I putting was on a suit and is like, I was thinking it's fortunate <sighs> he's a chemistry teacher. Yeah, you know, because Todd's going to need a lot of teaching. You know what? And that's this was a complete reversion to first season yeah. uh, Walt because even the language he used with the guys, like I just need you to apply yourself, and mm-hmm. you know how far he went to praise his student but not his work. <laughs> like your work sucked, but you gave it your best yeah you applied yourself a, uh, a phrase that he's uttered many times right so, so he starts his cook with ricky hitler um <laughs> yep. and they got this great mo- montage with the monkey song <laughs> i was gonna say this sounds to me like something gail would have listened to when he really wanted to let his hair down <laughs> like it had a very quick tempo to it yeah, much like that. rock it, yeah yeah it was uh i don't know about as wild as gail ever got um, you know, technically a really nice scene of in another cook montage. Yeah. 
not as good as the the first one we saw this season at the at you know the first tinted house, but still. Yeah, well, this one didn't have any uh, special effects. Looked know? like uh, that Todd knew he didn't do very good, uh, and Mike or but Walt wanted to talk money with him. He goes, uh, "We'll talk money when I get this right." Now, at the end there, do you think Walt kind of looked impressed with uh, Todd mm-hmm. there? Yeah, I think he feels like. Uh, yeah, he might have a ways to go to get to Jesse, but at that point, I'm thinking like this—he could actually be better than Jesse because Jesse was always giving me shit and talking yeah. street lingo, this, busting out the Funyuns. Yeah, this kid, <laughs> this kid just wants to do his best and you know get it right before he's getting paid. I'm like, he's—he wants is, to earn his money. Yeah, yeah. this is uh, this is approval Walt, Walt phase, I think. Yeah. So. Uh, the aforementioned Daniel Waxberg Esquire comes back to the bank. Uh, this time, with armed with cake pops. <laughs> yeah, meth and pops. He gets a lot, <laughs> he gets a lot frostier reception from the bank manager. Which mm-hmm. I got to think that if this guy had his head out of his ass, he should have known something yeah. was up. Like if like like Saul says later, if Saul was on this case, he would have been. He, I, I think he would have, uh, you know, just walked right out of that room and then regrouped with Mike and came up with something else. Uh-huh. But this guy had no idea and you there was see, any danger. You want to see an approval face? <laughs> How about when uh, Gomi walks in that door? <laughs> look at the season. I mean, yeah, I can't think that Gomi is dirty <laughs> after this scene. Hell no. He takes way too much pleasure in busting this bad guy. Yep. So. Unless, Is this good to see? unless yeah. he's actually been working for Walt this whole time. Oh, Jesus. And now he just knows this is going to eliminate the man trout. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I don't believe that's no. true. Uh, what were you going to say? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> All right. So uh, we go to a scene in the White House, which apparently still uh, is without power. But Walt has somehow managed to microwave his meal with some kind of uh, mm-hmm. chemical reaction. And he's sitting down. Like it's it's funny to see the devil the de-evolution of family meal time. Like yeah. it used to be home cooked meals. Then last uh-huh. week it was shit that was picked up at the deli market. And now we're talking about scabby lasagna. And, and he hasn't seen a breakfast in months, right? Oh no, I mean, not since Junior's been kicked out. Yeah, uh, certainly Flynn. not for him. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was funny. I mean, he probably had to go to the shop, go to the store, and do his own shopping. You know? Oh, maybe. I bet right. Skyler didn't pick up that microwave meal for him. No way. No, especially with the power being off. <laughs> uh, but he sits down. He peels back the cellophane. He tries to make small talk about you know the new guy working out, and Skyler just up and walks out. Yep. Does she take her wine bottle with her this time? Uh, I think she, she, she took she her took big ass wine glass anyway. Yeah. Her improbably large white wine glass <laughs> probably had the rest of the bottle in it anyway. And I thought it was a great cut from this right to Hank's office, and he's crying about him and Skyler not working out because again, yep. he's taking that grain of truth, that germ of truth, and, and culturing it and turning it into this performance. But this time he had to kind of prod. Hank to leave the room. Right. I could sure use some coffee, boo-hoo. Yeah, and I thought this was, <laughs> I guess, more of a transparent attempt. Because last time mm-hmm. we were actually thinking, you know, how much of this is real and how much of this is artificial? Yeah. As we were watching it, and then we realized, oh, it's it's artificial with, you know, some, you know, literal kernel of acting. but. Uh-huh. A lot of that tension was kind of gone in this scene, and it was just, you know, Walt transparently. And I thought he looked a little bit faker, but that might be yeah. just because I knew what was going on coming into it. 
so he got coffee. He got the bugs. Um, and then he got a bonus because Gomi just happened to walk up to Hank in Walt's earshot and say, hey, guess what? Uh, we got Mike's lawyer. He's going, After 14 hours of interrogation, he's going to flip. Mm. Did you have a problem with the serendipity of this scene? Like the odd, uh, what are the no, odds of Walt really. being there at this crucial junction? Oh, uh, not very good. Certainly not very good. I mean, do you I guess this is an example of Vince and crew uh, using a little bit of a plot fast forward? Uh, maybe, yeah. But you don't have a problem. Not something with it. I minded because they, we knew that he was going to have to get in there. Um, I mean, it, it all came together, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, these things happened at the right times, according to the showtime. So mm-hmm. it worked for me. Uh, this is another next scene is another fantastic scene, especially for a first time director. I thought the establishing shot of the sky and you see the little kid's legs swinging up into it and establishing that like very slow, you know, creak of the swing set oh, that played yeah. throughout the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and her like, yeah, as she's swinging, she looks back and sees her grandpa and there's a big smiles between the two of them. Yeah. This scene hit really me, man. sets up for some heartbreak here. I know. Uh, first is a phone call and you can tell, you know, the lawyer's a little off and he mm-hmm. needs to talk about the money like right now. And I, you know what? I'll come to you. And he's thinking, well, that was weird. Yep. Then he gets a phone call for Walt saying the DA is coming for you. You've got to get out. Mm-hmm. And then he sees two squad cars pull up at the borders of the park and start to form a perimeter. And he has to make this snap decision right now. Yep. Is Kaylee going to see her grandpa put in bracelets and taken away? Or is he going to abandon her on the playground? Which is what he did. I, I really can't believe that he just left her there. You know what? Jonathan Banks can't either because in an interview I read with him today, I think it was with Seppenwall, he uh-huh. said that I nor Mike would ever do that to my granddaughter. Really? He says, my understanding of Mike's character, he would never do that. Hmm. Um, now, okay. I was surprised. Like, they could have made this go away if he, when he was walking away, he pulled out his cell phone and called someone and said, mm, yeah. there's been an emergency You've got to come and get Haley. She's at the park. And I would have, I still would have had a problem with it, but he wouldn't seem like he just fled yeah. from someone that means so much to him. Well, my rationale was that the police were going to pick her up and she'd be okay. But how would they know who she, who, I mean. Why wouldn't they? I mean, Hank knew who she was, right? Yeah. When he, he told Mike, hey, you've got a thing in your granddaughter's I name. I guess that could be possible. Do you have a problem with That's him escaping? Anyway. Because my thought was... No, my problem the, was the with perimeter- him leaving his granddaughter right, there. Right, right, right. <laughs> but a lot of people are like, well, how did he get away? And my thought was the perimeter oh. was just now forming. Yeah. Like he yeah. had maybe 60 seconds before uh-huh. a couple more guys got there to really seal off the area that he could get away now. Yeah, the only reason he didn't walk over there and get his granddaughter is because he'd have to walk towards the cops. And you saw his hesitation. He was about to uh-huh. yell like... You know, he had the first syllable out, and then you see the cop car pull up, and he's like, I, I can't do it. Yep. So I, I don't know. I, I That did feel like a little betrayal of his character. Maybe. But it was a good scene, regardless. But also, like... <laughs> that decision he had to make. Yeah, but, you know, this is the way Vince wanted it. And it also, if you just put it out of your head what you think Mike would do, mm-hmm. it also informs a little bit of his character, that he is yeah. a survivor. That's a good point, because... 
okay, that's our perception of him, that he would never do this to his daughter. But in the end, he did. His granddaughter, yeah. So that needs to... That can't be, oh, that's not good writing because Mike's character would never do that. That has no, to be... That's another... That's a new nugget of, that's of Mike's character. another facet of how much a survivor he is. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, if it's him or her... He's going to go him now. Yeah, you could also you know blow that out and be like maybe Mike knows that him escaping and being able to set up a once again a way to provide for her is what <laughs> she needs long term. Uh huh. Um, and you know, but again, I would have I wish that they would done a little bit to. But then again, that's me wanting Mike to be the good guy, and maybe what Vince is saying is he's, he's not really not the good guy. Yeah. Do you think maybe that he's that scene was to set him up for his death at the end to to maybe say, okay, this guy wasn't all good. You know, I mean, of course he's killed people in the past and stuff, but even with his family, he's not. Yeah. The, I don't the know. Saint that he pretends if it's to a be. way to, uh, to turn off viewer rage. I think it was misguided because we mm-hmm. got lots of viewer rage. <laughs> Did we? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so then we go scene where it's Walt, Jesse and Saul. Saul is talking about how he can't believe Mike used that clown for a lawyer. And I do think yeah. Saul would not have fallen for that. Hell no. And Saul he certainly would have smelled wouldn't have that trap a mile away and gotten the hell out. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know about it not cracking. Um, I don't think Saul would have cracked. Really? What would they, he have done? Gone to jail? No, what does he have on him? Uh, a million, I mean, like a, a bunch of bills duffled up. Saul would have been like, I found it in the street. <laughs> what do you want? Me to turn down free money? Yeah. I wonder if you can get away with that. Because I know... Like, the money's forfeited. Yeah, Forfeiture oh, laws, you got 10 yeah. grand in cash, it's assumed it's drug money. Which is bullshit. Now, whether it actually can be used as legit evidence Certainly of not. drug evidence, I don't know that that's true, man. I really don't know that that's Certainly true. Certainly not. I think that much cash could be used as a de facto proof or prima facie or whatever they call that. Why? Proof, uh, what if Warren Buffett just decided I want to get all my money in cash? If, screw these stocks. I just want to cash well, it sure all out. I'm sure you'd have some way to prove that he got the money. You know, there'd be a paper trail, but still, it'd be fucking inconvenient for him. But what, all right, what if Warren Buffett? I'm look. I don't want to defend <laughs> the fucking war on drugs. It's insane. Okay. Okay. Fair. But enough. it's. But I think that's the, not what we're here for. I mean, the other thing is, clearly, they didn't have a warrant for this. They were just following him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my other thing. Is the only way. If, if they intimidated the bank manager into cooperating and they saw him with all this cash, mm-hmm. that's the only way they could have picked him up. They couldn't have seen him with the cash, though, right? Why? Because he was in the deposit room. But if the bank manager let them in, I mean, that's not a... That's oh. Not, he has no right to a safety deposit box and privacy in the U.S. Constitution. Okay, gotcha. It's the, some, yeah. a service the bank provides. Uh-huh. If the bank man, Now, the bank manager might get in trouble for doing this. He but, could almost certainly get sued, right? That's got to be in the contract. Like, like, that, well, maybe, but who cares? Because Gomi yeah. yeah, yeah. sweet-talked his way into the laundromat the, the year. You know, sure. So he might have... Sweet-talked that Rolled lady. a little tough and he said... He had just shown up with cake pops, like, minutes ago. <laughs> that's why she Better. didn't give a shit. Twice as big, twice as many, and they all locked like her and her family yeah. instead of fucking pigs. They and, all looked like Heisenberg. Yeah, I mean, he brings her <laughs> cake pops with pigs and cows. What's she supposed to make of that? What do you think? I'm a pig? I'm a cow? Dude, for the for the next season opener, uh-huh. I'm going to make Heisenberg cake pops. <laughs> black hat, black sunglasses. All right. I'm doing it. I think you should make, like, cake pops of everyone that he's killed with, oh, like, their heads blown off and strawberry jam leaking down inside oh, of their geez. face. <laughs> all right. Um... Oh, I got some. I, I, I can't. I can't forget to, to talk about this. I'm, I'm tempted to do it right now, but it's it. not dramatically appropriate. 
so anyway, as uh, you know, they're talking about whether Mike will not flip, and mm-hmm. you know, Walt ominously says, "Wait, wait, well, wait." What about the Three Stooges reference? We get that right up All there. All right, you got the front. Three Stooges reference. And I love the drawer full of phones. I was about to talk about oh, that. The were? phone okay. rings, and there's like all these burner-type <laughs> cell phones he's got, and he's awesome. trying to find out which one it is. Uh, yeah, I'm like, hey, I'm sitting here at the Brain Trust, and Mike's like, the what? He's like, you know, Walt and Jesse. Yeah. This is just so true to Saul's character. He's always been just... <laughs> barely scraping by like his wits are almost gone yeah at this point he's got so many cell phones he doesn't know which one to answer yeah it, it was just so true to his character i love it i gotta say that jonathan banks as mike here brought honest tension to his voice uh-huh. like like you know when you're when you're amped up like if you're just about to get in a fight or you're in an argument with someone you care about and your voice has kind of got that shaky quality because you're just flooded with adrenaline uh-huh and Mike, Jonathan was pulling that off, and obviously he was acting. I'm like, Jesus, that, I really thought that performance was one of the best I've seen him. Nice. Um, but he's trying to explain that he's got this go bag. It's got passport, cash, guns at the airport, but there's too much heat on him. He needs Saul to go do it. Saul's like, no way, man. They know I work for you. I'm under surveillance, blah, blah, blah. Probably a lot of bullshit. Jesse volunteers to help the old man out. Mm-hmm. Mike says no. Why? Uh, he doesn't want Jesse getting wrapped back up in it. Right. Thank you. Yeah. So Walt steps up, and a lot of uh, – Sepp and Walt had a problem. He's like, why would Mike trust Walt? What is your th- – because I've got an obvious answer well, to it. Well, who else is he going to call? Ghostbusters? Like- well, the other thing is, did not Walt just now tip him off? That's Like if yeah, Walt had it true. in for him, mm-hmm. he would have just let the DEA pick them up, right? Yeah, certainly. So, like, I feel like his I, I, last memory yeah. is of Walt, like, okay, and it just like just like Jonathan Banks, after all they've been through, I mean, I'm sorry, Mike, didn't actually kill Walter, even though mm-hmm. there's multiple times he could have and probably should have. I'm thinking he's thinking Walt sees him the same way. He's an asshole, yeah. but I don't want him to get caught or anything bad to happen to him. I want him to get yeah. out of here and out of the sunset. So and the other thing is, I feel like this was Walt uh, volunteering for this. Uh, to bring this back to Mike is Walt taking out an insurance policy to do something nice for Mike before he possibly gets taken in. Well, I also think Walt custody. had the plan to get the nine names from him, and I thought he would be sure. He, I think he thought he'd be able to successfully use that bag as leverage. Yeah, <laughs> until Mike just walks up and grabs yeah. it. Yeah. So getting getting onto that yeah. scene, um, we see Mike standing at the edge of the stream, and it turns out that in addition to abandoning his granddaughter. Uh, we learned the following thing about his character. That he's possibly the worst rock skipper of all time. I was going to comment on that. He just throws them up in the air. He's like, he's like throw them, and then you hear his plunk. No skip. No. I mean, I'm not the champion or anything. But That's got to be intentional. I, I can get a double-digit skip out of some nice quality flat rocks. Nice. I mean, what the fuck? I don't know. I Really, he lost a little bit of cool points in my eye. Yeah, that was a terrible skip. Uh, and also, I got to say that the guys finding locations really outdid themselves. Oh my god! And the cinematography here, how long they linger on that shot with the trees? Can you can you, be- can you believe shot. there's something like that in New Mexico? <laughs> yeah, that's a legit crazy. spot in New Mexico, out in a fucking desert, yeah, like a way- a literal oasis, mm-hmm. like not a mirage, a real thing. So uh, Mike rolls up in his brand new car as a contrast to uh, 
Mike's shitty one, and he says, I need those nine na- names. And he's like, what are you going to do with them? And Mike's and Walt's like, well, you owe it to me. So Mike goes, <laughs> Everybody yeah. Everybody owes something to Walt, don't they? Yeah. He just saunters up and snatches the bag in slow motion <laughs> just yeah. to really hammer it home. I am not afraid of you at all. Yeah. And You're Walt still is guy kind of afraid of ass. him, too. Oh, I mean, hell he's, yeah. He's visibly nervous. It's not right for there. nothing that he just lets him take it. Mm-hmm. He remembers getting punched in the bar. And oh yeah, getting his ass beat. Oh yeah, uh, and and also getting uh, you know chained to the radiator and taking that like a <laughs> uh-huh. a, 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 a puss. So he's like, uh, "You're welcome." And this starts. This is Mike's breaking point. He was yeah. just going to walk away, but now he needs he's he needs Walt to know this is all your fault. Mm-hmm. And this speech he gives is epic. Yes. You know, we had this good thing going, you stupid son of a bitch. And he's like, we had Fring. Mm-hmm. We had the lab. You could have just shut your mouth and cooked and made as much money as you wanted. But you and your pride and your ego. Yep. And the thing that sealed his death was when he said, if you had just done your job and known your place, that is what Walter White cannot hear at this point. Yeah, it's Mike is pointing out the very things that are about to lead to his death here, his pride right. and his ego. Right. Uh, and they're always – when he goes up and he kills or he shoots Mike mm-hmm. and then he falls him down to the river and he's standing there, he doesn't know what to do. He hasn't thought this far ahead. He let his pride get the better of him uh, logically. And he just hauled off and shot Mike. And, this and is now he's art. scrambling for what do I do? What do I do? And this has happened time and time again throughout the series. It's always Walt's problem. But arguably, this is the first time he's killed someone just in total cold blood. Sure, sure. And also, but his a lot pride of, is always leading him to situations oh, like of this. Of course. And a lot of readers put in the fact that, you know, this was a great. Brian Cranston slipping in from Heisenberg to mm. Walter White. Yeah. And, you know, there was Heisenberg awoke and he shot Mike and then he went back to Walter White. And then after he finally, he, yep. he Heisenberg's back up as he's tracking him through the weeds. And then we finally secures him. He switched back to Walter and he's doing the stammering kind of like I just realized. Yeah, it feels Sorry, like. Sorry, man, I fucked up. I could have gotten this list from Lydia. <laughs> yeah. Didn't need to kill you. Yeah. But but it feels like this whole episode is doing that, right? I mean, yeah. at the beginning, he's got the drug dealer there, and, he and he's in Heisenberg. Full Heisenberg Say mode. my name. Yep. And then later with Todd, he's back into, like we said, uh, Walt White mode. And arguably, he's, he's trying mode. to be Heisenberg with Jesse, but at the end, uh-huh. it all falls apart, and he goes, you know, when he gets desperate and he's... You know, you know, the guy screaming and yelling like a maniac is not Heisenberg. That's... Yeah. You know... I don't even know who that is. That's some kind of alternate universe, Walter White, I guess. I guess. But here's another thing about Mike. So you think, you know, he drives, he drives off, mm. and you think he's going. He's like, oh shit, um, Walt just fucked up. You know, he just tried to assassinate. He he came at the yeah. king and he missed. Uh-huh. And then boom, he runs into a rock. Yeah. But Mike's still such a survivor, and he can't just give up. He crawls down to the river of this rock. Uh, what do you think? Okay, so yeah, he had a gun. Yeah, why did he let Mike or Walters walk up and disarm him? Was he that much uh, of blood loss? What are no? I think what are his other options here? You know, you could I, kill I mean, Walt. Yeah, I, he certainly knows that he's dead at this point, right? Right. He knows he's not getting back to civilization mm-hmm. uh, and getting his wounds fixed. So to me, it was like, what is to be gained from 
any of this. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to look at this beautiful river and some just people, let me die in peace. Some people, uh, I don't think I, we got any feedback on this, but there was some thread, some threaded, some threads on Reddit <laughs> action where they were arguing whether Mike just kind of wanted to die. Yeah. Like when he's thinking, as he's crawling through the weeds, he's like, man, I've yeah. lost my granddaughter. I've lost my money. Going to prison. I'm pro- I've got, pro- but I still don't understand why he didn't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> shoot Walt, except for. Then the Don't show they, must go on. Uh, in the Insider cast, they said that they actually they put there was blood everywhere on the ground. Oh, but it didn't show up on the cameras because of the way that dirt or clay is, it just kind of like soaked. It. They actually tried huh. to make it seem like he had massive loss of blood, almost to where crawling through that incapacitated. He literally didn't well, have the strength to move. I kind of felt that too because he died very shortly after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like seconds after that. Yeah. Like I, I don't so, think he he had the gun drawn and holding his gut, but he he didn't, yeah. you know, he he just didn't have the strength to do it. So mm-hmm. uh so talking about I also want to oh, note okay, that so Mike Superman, right? Okay. His own his kryptonite is card wars what he's only he can only be successfully shot through a car window oh okay through a window yeah like like in uh salud yeah when they were yeah 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 and now this mexico so he that's why if if you at the ultimate if you have a problem with mike dying and walt getting a drop on him just know yep there was car windows involved (laughs) okay (laughs) uh anything else to talk about uh yeah i mean i have a couple questions for you i guess uh based on this episode and especially this final scene. Uh, so we were talking about how, obviously, Mike points out Walt's pride being the mm-hmm. source of all these troubles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt to me like as Mike was dying and and Walt was trying to talk and rationalize things and he just said, shut up and let me die in peace, Walt had almost a moment of realization, I think, mm-hmm. uh, where he may be uh, – Mike's words finally sunk in a little bit because now Mike is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did that almost accidentally. His pride got the better of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse's it's certainly gone. a crime of passion. It, it definitely. wasn't a survival or self-defense. Certainly not. Now, Jesse's gone mm-hmm. for the same reasons. Skyler's gone, really. Skyler's essentially gone. You've got to wonder, does Walt understand now that he is the source of a lot of these problems? You can definitely see... And this is where I'm starting to really appreciate the flash forward more and more. You can definitely mm-hmm. see how Walt got to that despondent, yeah, lonely, broken man that's, from the heights of his Heisenberg hubris. Uh, yeah, that's definitely you, something that could lead there. Is is this killing of Mike? Yeah, and that last shot was so beautiful of yeah. the reflection on the wall. And I thought that there's a lot of. There's a lot of Breaking Bad that's very spaghetti western, you know, the the confrontation out in the desert and his, you're goddamn right, that was clearly out of a western. <laughs> I thought this, yeah. I mentioned at the time that this seemed very Akira Kurosawa, um, especially mm-hmm. Mike as kind of like a ronin figure. You know, he's, mm-hmm. a, he's a samurai without a lord, yeah. without a master, and he's trying to die with his dignity and honor intact. Mm-hmm. And just him sitting there by the rock and then slumping over, I thought that was just awesome yeah. uh one note uh that i got from an interview with jonathan banks he said on his last day of filming a breaking bad the costume department made black armbands for mike ermintrout hmm. and the ca- all the cast and crew wore those black armbands nice like they're mourning his character's death yeah uh yeah because when you when you kill off a character it is like losing a member of your family you know those the cast is so uh 
close mm-hmm. over these last five years. Right. And that not only will that character be gone, but that actor's gone too. So oh, yeah. I don't even get to see him. Right. Uh, another question for you. We know that when Walt kills someone, he kind of takes on a trait from the people he kills. What do you think he's going to take of Mike's? Uh, he's already got the bald head. He already, yeah, he has that. Well, I, will he develop a supernatural sense of one-liners? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what's the defi- Will he pick up a world weariness? Uh, that's because that's the defining the defining yeah. characteristic. Of Mike, other than his badassery, is mm. just him being tired. Yeah, he is constantly looking and acting tired. Even though he's got an infinite reserve of, of energy as far as, like, you know, whipping ass and stuff like that, mm-hmm. he just always is tired, yeah. Yep. He reminds me of Bruce Willis in that way, you know? Yeah. Bruce Willis always looks run down. Right. Beat up. Right. And but Paradox, Mandy can yeah. kick some ass. Yeah, especially, <laughs> you know, we talked about that. Uh, Bruce Willis gets stronger the bloodier and more cut up he gets. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> you think Mike would have just morphed into the Hulk when he right. got shot. No, well, he doesn't have the same powers. No. He's got in, in his weakness is uh, car windows. Fair enough. All right. That's uh, one down and a lot more to go for my everybody dies in the end theory. There you go. <laughs> uh, shall we play the name game? Let's do it. Uh, say my name. Opening scene. I think that's it. I think that's <laughs> game, set, and match for the name game this week. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about our sponsor, uh, Audible. Um, Audible has over 100,000 uh, audiobooks online ready for your perusal. Uh, if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash baldmove, you can uh, sign up for a trial subscription and get one free audiobook of your choice out of those 100,000 that they've got. And they've got a lot of popular titles, a lot of unabridged titles. And it's a natural fit. You know, if you like podcasts, you're already listening to some people drone on for hours and hours. So, you know, get some <laughs> literature. Get some literature all up in you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, audiblepodcast.com slash baldmove. Uh, they would appreciate uh, your support. Um, are we ready for feedback? Uh, I'm ready, if you're ready. Feedback was a little bit of a casual this week, because that's yeah. been Jim's uh, Ballywick for this year, <laughs> and he's been super pressed for time, so I stepped in and did some at the last minute. I think, am I correct, and we are dispensing with all of feedback regarding 506? Uh, or do you yeah, have any that I... you want to, do you have any that you stand out that you want to? Uh, well, I wanted to give... Uh, Baka T some credit for predicting last week that he, uh, Walt was actually going to kill Mike. I I don't have the prediction here in front of me, but right. I know he said that. So right. kudos, good prediction. He opens up my feedback bag. Uh, there was some feedback on our feedback last week. Uh, you remember when we were talking about Holly saying "Mama" to uh, totally no. over and over again? Was, yeah, no, I remember that. Uh, I and someone wrote in bullshit. said that there was a, a phenomenon called echolalia. Yep. Which is when they repeat something that Speaking they've Speaking in tongues. Uh, well, Tammy wrote in and said that th- they're correct about that. That is a phenomenon. But they repeat something that someone has just said. And no one in that scene said mama. So that's not what happened there. Uh, it's probably um, something called reduplicative babbling. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. But uh, I assume it's saying the same syllable over and over. Ma. But yeah, but I mean that's their thing. It's like I guess if she's saying mama, uh, that baby's not that young. I mean she's starting to get to the point where she might say a ma or a da in response to their mom or dad. Maybe I don't know. So anyway, anything else? 
Uh, keep going, and I'll interject here with some if I find any good ones. All right, so we open up with Baka T in the ABQ. He says, uh, and we got a lot, a lot <laughs> yeah. of feedback beginning with, it's official, I'm off the Walt bandwagon now. Uh, good, about time. <laughs> curiously enough, it wasn't anything, wasn't the murder, wasn't the what? child killing and dissolving in acid. It was Walt trying to cut Jesse out of his $5 million as the last straw. <laughs> Up to that wow. point, he'd always believed that Walt was doing what he thought was best for his family or to stay alive. Uh, as for what he does to Skyler, she deserves every bit of it. Oh. <laughs> Controversial opinion there, Baca. Yep. Um, what really threw me was Walt and not Heisenberg killing Mike. Maybe if Mike didn't make Walt cower like a bitch when he grabbed the bag from him, things would have been different and Mike would have died of old age. Mike had to get one last dig in on Walt and it cost him his life. Things may have been different if Heisenberg had showed up instead for uh, Walt because it seems Mike's more respectful when Heisenberg is around. I don't agree. What about you? Uh, sorry, I was reading through. Emails. He says that if Mike, I totally if Walt disagree. had maintained Heisenberg throughout the confrontation, uh, that it would have put Mike back on his heels because Mike's more respectful with the Heisenberg character. Uh, no, I feel no, like no, he's no. a lot more eye rolly with the Heisenberg character. <laughs> Because again, he doesn't respect Heisenberg. He knows that Heisenberg is a character, and he doesn't know? take. I don't think even that. I mean, he just doesn't take Walt seriously as a threat, and that's what everybody's saying yeah. that this was bullshit. That Mike never would have trusted him. They don't get that. That he doesn't yeah. never really saw him as a threat that way. Not, not certainly not a physical. Like threat he might in that do situation. some kind of weird ass MacGyver bomb. Yeah. But as far as pulling out a gun and shooting someone in the face, no. Yeah. He's never done that. Closest he came was with Crazy Eight, right? And or that's when he ran those drug dealers over and he shot uh, them, yeah. on, so he did that. But I don't think Mike knows that. Maybe he does. Yeah. I don't know. So moving on, uh, Luke Rogers says Mike's death was easily the saddest scene in Breaking Bad for me. I barely ever cry at fictional or non-fictional movies, shows, or books. Mike's death made me shed a few tears. Oh, you wow, you pussy! <laughs> I kind of assumed Mike's death before the episode even happened, but I didn't expect them to drag it on for so long in a good way. Uh, the Villigan really pulled a mean shot when they made it look like Mike might actually escape, but then a second later he crashed. It's funny because I thought that's the first time I saw it, but subsequent times it always struck me as slightly funny. You're like, oh, he's going to make it. It's kind of like that scene in Groundhog's uh-huh. Day where the Chris Elliott character is like, you know, after he drives off the cliff and he hits, he's like, ah, you can walk <laughs> oh, yeah, away from yeah. that. Boom, Ooh, massive fireball. fireball. No, probably not. Yeah. Uh, I found it even more sad that Mike had to abandon Kaylee to save himself. Since back at Hazard Pay, if I remember correctly, he spared Lydia's life because she had a daughter. And Lydia said to Mike, I don't want my daughter to think I abandoned her. Oh, good point. Yeah, that's another gut wrench. Uh, Speaking of Kaylee, I would love to see a scene of her getting the letter that was in her safety deposit box for her 18th birthday. That'd be kind of a cool flash forward. Yeah. I mean, the cops would take the money. No, they'll take the letter, too. He thinks Vindictive. so. He thinks yeah. so. Those dicks. Uh, <laughs> he says he thinks his prediction going forward. Gomez this... got it up on his fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow bad, blue good. Uh, he says uh, Walt will have to deal with Mike trying to hide Mike's death from Jesse in the next episode. What do you think of that prediction? Uh, I don't know because I was trying to read feedback and I just had a thought. Oh. Yellow bad. Blue good, whichever one it is, blue bad, yellow good, whatever. Mm-hmm. Those two colors together are green, the color of money. <laughs> Both good and bad in uh, this scenario. It's not the root of evil, but it the love of money is yeah. the root of all evil. 
that was just a total random tangent. All right, getting biblical on us. Uh, Brian F. says, do you think it's ever been more obvious that Hank's boss is dirty, the special agent what? in charge? His boss gave him the promotion when Hank was getting close and was practically pleading with Hank to leave the Gus case alone. I think this will be a way for Hank to be able to turn Walt in without committing career suicide. His old boss was forced to retire because he had a relationship with a Mayth Kingpin but didn't realize it. Obviously, Hank is in the same position. But if he were able to turn in Walt and somehow tie in a higher up in the DEA with the Fring case, that would save his job and make him a hero instead of being forced to resign. Uh, man, are we still on this train? <laughs> the dirty DEA agent? Well, I've been saying for the last couple of weeks that if someone's dirty, it's got to be higher up than the Gomez level. I guess. And now, Gomez, is that, that goofy grin put him beyond suspicion for me. It, certainly, yeah. But I guess, I mean, he did tell him there was zero budget for Mantrout, so. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Keeping hope alive. Uh, Adam M. said, I have a really strong feeling that Jesse will end up in jail. It will be shown as they flash through all the remaining characters for the final moments of the show like they did for the end of Prison Break, which I did not see. Neither did I. Strange that he mentions something in his feedback that he didn't see, but, you know, whatever. Uh, one thing's for sure, I'll miss Mike's dead mackerel eyes, brightening up my day. And I can't believe Walt said he was sorry to Mike. I'm 99% sure Hank will find out about Walt next episode, and it will be one of the greatest scenes in the show. Uh, Alexander T., yeah, I mean, I gotta say, the writers are doing these confrontations between Walt and the people close to him. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Like, Walt versus Skyler, yeah. fucking A. Walt versus Jesse, fucking A. Walt versus Hank is going to be uh, <laughs> Ali Frazier type type showdown. Will there be a Walt versus Hank? I don't know. I don't know. That's really the last last one. Yeah, maybe Hank and his son or uh, Walt and his son would be f- fun to do. There has to be a Walt versus Hank, right? It seems like it's well, all they've been foreshadowing ever Walt. since the French Connection. Yeah, with the he's talking about the. Uh, uh, Gene, uh, oh, Jesus Christ! I want to say Hackman. Wilder? No. <laughs> I think it is Hackman. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, Lex Luthor from Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gene Hackman. Yeah. So it, you know, ever since he says that, uh, you know, he kind of wants to kind of be like that. Like you know, he kind of weighs and is the guy. I don't know. I, I was from that scene forward. I thought there has to be a showdown between them. Yeah. Uh, Alexander T says writers have only killed off two main characters, Gus and Mike in both of the scenes where they died. It's almost too obvious that they would all die and face off. We had the long lead up of Gus walking through the parking lot, which basically spelt out what was <laughs> going to happen, but not how in this episode, as soon as the final scene started, almost everybody I watched with and predicted Mike's demise, but again, not how it would take place. I did keep waiting for that gun to come out because Walt gave it a good long look in the trunk. Oh, yeah. And so I was waiting Again, for it. thank God, we had a Chekhov's gun actually go <laughs> off in the goddamn episode it appeared in. Yeah, it did. So I like that style. Uh, I saw a really awesome image on Reddit hmm. where it was a montage of everyone that's held a gun to Walt's head, and then <laughs> Walt eventually killed them. And it's like seven different times, like going oh, back to... Jesse did cr- that. Crazy 8, Crazy 8 Tinchman, Tuco, mm-hmm. um, Mike, uh, uh, Victor... All these guys. Wow. And then the last scene was Jesse having the gun in Walt's face and there being a black space. Like, yeah, you know, waiting for it. That would be... <laughs> uh, I, it doesn't feel like that's the way it's going to end up, but he would be the only exception so far. Yeah, and plus, a couple episodes ago, we had Walt telling Skyler, he held a gun to my head. Right. Yeah. Just so we didn't and forget I about it. And I convinced him. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, Matt C said, I don't think Mike had any reason to be suspicious of what Walt, he's talking about the criticism Seppenwall leveled at Mike. Uh, I don't think he had any reason to be suspicious of Walt, uh, given that Walt was the one also tipped Mike off to the fact that the police were coming yep. for him. Every time Walt has killed someone, it was a kill or be killed situation. He's never straight up murdered anyone in cold blood. Mike has never really been afraid of Walt before. I don't think there's any reason for him to be, uh, just as he was about to be out of the game. So Matt echoes a lot of, you know, our thoughts. I will say that I think Vince and company are walking a tightrope here because if they don't, if, if they don't be careful, they can take too many shortcuts and lose the audience in, you know, too many plot holes. You lost me. Really? <laughs> you lost your audience. Well, I, have to, I have to tighten them up. Sorry. Though. I'm trying to look for good feedback. I did find a couple though. All right. Do you want? Do you want? To give me a break here. Sure. Uh, Larry from Delaware, D. Yeah, Delaware. Yeah. Uh, writes in about that Judge Papadumian comment where he says <laughs> she's like Ho Chi Minh, uh, where Steve Gomez. Oh says yeah, that. this is a good one. This is a good one. Yeah. So that means that basically she's a liberal social activist type judge that decides most issues from a strongly leftist point of view. Such a judge would be the type with which an ambulance-chasing trial lawyer like Saul Goodman would build a working relationship. He would go to her specifically when dealing with clients who had a legally protected status, such as minorities and senior citizens. And he says she may even be taking kickbacks in the form of a percentage of Saul's fees under the table. And his guess? Uh, that we'll hear from her dishonor again. <laughs> I like that a little word play. Nice. Uh, uh, another one, um, we got a lot of comments about the spider scene, um, with Todd where he takes back to his car right, and right, looks right. at it. Uh, Marco from Germany actually wrote in with an interesting point about it. He says his first thought was that Todd kept the jar with the spider as a trophy, like a serial killer. Interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way at all. <laughs> I want to make a remark about Germans knowing, being experts in evil, but I, I can't do Jeez. that, right? Uh, he also <laughs> says, in my opinion, the Villigan wants to establish Todd as a psycho slash sociopath who is much more dangerous than anyone who gave him credit for, and he thinks he'll kill again or do something else to endanger the group. All right. Again, I'll refrain from teasing the Germans. All right. <laughs> and I've got one more that I'll read in a few minutes here. Okay. Keep going. Uh, Tommy A says, Walt is a super asshole now. <laughs> Capable of he leaping wasn't tall he buildings. Right. This whole say my name thing was cool, but him yelling at Jesse and killing Mike, I can't deal with it. I hate him so much. What's the deal with Todd? Uh, want your thoughts, please. Will his prison connections now be used by Walt? Hmm. I think that's... Stick around. I think that's uh, pretty solid. Pretty That's looking pretty solid. I can't imagine how he would use those prison connections, Jim. Neither can I. No idea. Bart from Belgium says, what is Walt into now? He's flipped. In his situation, I can understand. But when Mike made Walt a prisoner, that had seriously an effect on Walt. And this is what we saw. He knows that it's come to a dead end, but still he will not give up his pride. Uh, I know for sure that the flash forward in the beginning of the season will be his destiny, losing everything and everyone. Damn. Uh, do you think him imprisoning Walter did snap something in his head? Or do you think that's just a natural, this is a natural progression? Him of, imprisoning Walt. Yeah, Mike. He fucking the, chained him to, or he zip-tied <laughs> him to a radiator. Uh, no. I think, if anything, him killing Mike did. Well, I'm thinking that's what and he's Mike's saying. Mike's speech is before that, he died. Okay, all right. Um, 
Michael M says the way Mike closed out was too quick for such an important character. I'm afraid we'll see more of this as they tie up multiple loose ends and a limited amount of time remaining. I don't believe, do you believe that? Do you think that Mike's exit was too quick? It, uh, I'll be honest. It did seem abrupt, but I didn't have a problem with it. See, I'm looking at it from a season long arc. Mm, yeah. The Mike has been like, he's had his money taken away twice now. Mm-hmm. He's been accosted by to, the DEA several times. He's wanted to kill Walt multiple times. Right. Yeah. Uh, the way, uh, I don't believe that Mike would ever have left his granddaughter alone at the park. Well, neither does Jonathan Banks. So you got good <laughs> company there, Michael. Yep. Maybe his mom was there somewhere, but there was really no indication of that. Uh, there was still some speculation how Mike got away in his car. He clearly has a second car. See attachment. Um, he attached this thing that compares and contrasts it to two cars, and like there's different windows. They did mention in the Insider podcast that they were using double cars, and oh. the one car had a different interior, so they spray painted it to match. Oh. And like the characters, they would have to change clothes because it was tacky and getting on their clothes. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I don't know that that evidence, since we know they're using two separate cars that were close but not the same. Yeah. I don't know that you can... We did have two cars. He left one at the airport. No. Then he called a taxi. Yeah, yeah. But then but he, then he drove out the to the desert. Yeah. Ah, correct, correct. Okay. So he did have two cars, just not two that were very similar. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So he had second... I don't see how that ties into him leaving his grandfather at the park. Well, well did they know that he had that second beat-up car? Oh. That's that was the like question. A, that's like a burner car? Maybe. It'd be a pain in the ass to drop that down a well. <laughs> yeah, you have uh, to cut it up piece so, by piece. But how how he got away, I, I felt like that it was pretty clear that you know the the um, the perimeter was just now being formed. Yeah, we talked about this, and that he could get slipped away at that instant. Carrie W says, if Pete Campbell was watching Breaking Bad, he'd be the only person on Earth who still likes Walter White. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as sad as Mike's death mm. is, the more I think and cry about it, the more sense it makes. In this episode, the emphasize that Hank's investigation of Fring's operation must come to a close. But with one of the primary suspects being murdered, it will make it a priority again, thus bringing Hank to discovering Walt. Plausible? Uh, sure, why not? I mean, there's... I can't punch any holes in that. Um, do you think that the primary sp- suspect being killed is going to front... Is going to uh, front burner the the whole deal? Uh, well, with the lawyer's testimony, maybe. I don't know. It's going to be awfully damn odd to Hank when this guy <gasps> dies and blue meth distribution basically doubles in size. Because not yeah. it's not going to be just the old territory. It's going to be this new Phoenix operation, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lou T says, I think I know what happens to the ricin. The DEA will catch up to Walt. He doesn't go out in a hail of bullets. Instead, he surrenders. But first, he swallows the ricin. He makes a full confession to Hank because he wants him to know everything he's done. And then he later dies in the holding cell. Hmm. That is pretty plausible. Yeah, I like that. Um, it would be a very fitting end for him to die of his own hand from a, a Chekhov's bullet that was fired like four <laughs> seasons ago. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's the fact that they may have caught me, but... I'm making the choice, you know. I'm st- I still have a choice here. Mm-hmm. You can't take away my choices, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I think Walt would like that. Mike in Illinois said, "Did you notice that Mike's Walt approach or Walt's mm, walk slash approach to Mike's car was odd? He had a weird jerky stride that struck me as nerd with a gun." <laughs> uh, yeah, I do think that he was fluctuating between Walter White and Heisenberg mode. Mm, yeah. 
Uh, prediction. Jesse and Skyler will work together to bring Walt down. I like that. Jesse and Skyler? Because hmm. they've met each other. Before or after they do it? <laughs> <laughs> after, for sure. Okay, definitely. She's going to be like... Those green beans, baby. I F- got me. She's going to be like IFJ. <laughs> uh, I, I, this seems like it... I mean, because now they know each other. They know... Well, at least Jesse knows that Skyler hates Walt. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't they circle together and be like, you know, we both need to get rid of this madman? Because when Jesse finds... Do you think Jesse will find out Mike is killed by Walt next episode? Uh, yeah, next episode? I don't know. How's he going to bring? He's got to bring. He's got to bring Jesse back in the fold somehow. Because maybe or maybe right now Jesse's was, gone out. Yeah, maybe this is just Jesse gone. Hmm. Next eight episodes, no Jesse. Hmm. Hmm. No, I don't think that's true. I think Jesse will come back. So, yeah, he's got to find out. Okay. He's got to find out so like, much about what Walt's done. He's got to find out about Jane, about Brock, about Mike. Yeah. Expect the pace. Expect the pace to continue to pick up for this yeah. next eight episodes, man. It's what if they be... could somehow simultaneously hit him with all that information? And not from Walt. From someone else. From some other source. That would know? Who would know? Maybe it's not one person that knows all of it. Maybe, maybe it all just comes together at the same time. Badger calls. <laughs> Yo, man, just wanted to let you know. <laughs> your boy, Mr. Your boy yeah, Walt. Mr. White, he poisoned Jane, and Skinny P's like, yo, man, I got the skinny for real on the Brock business. It was the beans, man. Skyler calls up. Uh, I heard he killed Walt or Mike. <laughs> Mike, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the camera just keeps spinning around him, spinning around him. <laughs> and you get the, uh, what was that music playing in his house when he was looking up at the ceiling dancing? No, his forehead veins just keep big and big until he looks like the brain dudes from the pilot episode of the Star Trek the original series, and then it just explodes like oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right, I'm going to read Brian's feedback real quick because okay. he talks about that gliding or all uh, poem. Right. Wait, should I save that for spoilers? Yes, because I actually have Shit, a take on that, I actually too. just told you. Okay. What? I'm, told us I'm what? removing that. What? I told him the name of the final Who episode. Who gives a fuck? I'm going to do that anyway. Oh. It's public information, man. Well, now I'm cutting this anyway. <laughs> you. Well, you can cut all you want, man. It's, it's out of my hands. Uh, let's see here. Jeff B. says, uh, Walt's offer to cook for Declan. Ever since seeing the preview for last week, I wondered if this was going to be the route that Walt was going to take, seeing as the way he could make more money while letting the late Sir Ermintrout uh, out all the same. Rest in peace. But isn't that why Walt killed Gus? He didn't want to be under someone's thumb. That's why he was at odds with Mike over who was the boss at Vamanos Meth. And we're supposed to think that because... Yeah, not Pest. Yeah. Vamanos Meth. And we're supposed to think that because Walt reveals to Declan he was killed Gus, you're goddamn right, that Declan is going to run to Walt's shoes and continually kiss them. Especially after Declan hears about Walt's mm. latest batshit action. Yeah, Good point. Uh, I think that Walt is positioning this with the language he uses, that there's a partnership up for stake. Mm-hmm. That he's positioning himself as the guy with the power and not Declan. But that's, that's obviously evident. Declan has the distribution and the muscle. Yeah. Walt's just got the cook. Mm-hmm. And that's always been his only leverage with plus, anybody. Man, if I was this Declan guy, the second he cooked through that thousand gallons, even if yeah. it was a beautiful relationship, I'd put a bullet in that motherfucker's face <laughs> so fast. What about the money you could make with? Uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Walt's going to cause more problems for Declan than he realizes. Oh, you think? <laughs> oh, yeah, put that down for prediction. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, he has a prediction, uh, Jeff B. does. With Jesse being called out by Walt as the other best meth cook, when Walt goes MIA to New Hampshire, Jesse will be cook-napped by Declan and forced to cook. Oh, hey, that's what I'm talking about. That's right. Uh, ultimately, Walt will return to protect Jesse, not his family, which is both of our. I think we're both on that same wavelength. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Banks wrote in. This is kind of cool. Uh, Jonathan B. Anyway. <laughs> okay. I picked up this theory from a site and decided to see for myself. Uh, he showed a picture of Walt in season in, in season five, episode one, where he he just gets done paying the the waitress and he's mm-hmm. walking around the booth out. He's wearing a white T-shirt. And there's clearly the impression of a little box at his waist and a wire trickling up to his chest. Like, it looks like he's wearing a wire. What? Um, some people are saying that that's a picture of a mic that they use, like, on set. Oh, um, maybe. But he's wondering uh, what we think of that. And I looked at it, and I say that we don't have enough information because it's clearly sure. a mic. Okay. But we do know that they mic these characters up on set in various ways to get the dialogue. Yeah. Um, and they don't just use boom mics. So it could be uh, – it would be very fucking sneaky of the Villigan to put something that yeah. hard to see. But if you want to see for yourself, it's in that scene just as he's coming around that booth. If you mm-hmm. pause and kind of zoom in, um, <laughs> you can see you can see that him wearing a wire. Wow. Uh, okay. Second, he says, people have been wondering whether Walt is in Albuquerque in that first episode. He's got definitive proof because as he's watching this footage, Zapruder style, he noticed that there's a frame picture behind them that says New Mexico. So case closed. I've got one of those in my room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, okay. I, I, plus, wasn't, weren't they talking about like the fast food chain or the gas station or whatever that was outside was a regional one? Yeah. I think I, yeah. I've been sure pretty early on it was that he's actually going to new mexico and yeah. he just misspoke on the on the distance yeah whatever or maybe he's just going 115 miles an hour did you ever think of that nope uh domingo from new jersey said mike saying that everything falling apart was on walt isn't exactly true uh we talked about this the reason things went bad with gus was because jesse couldn't handle the murder of a child yeah walt intervened on his behalf and that's when things took a turn so uh do you feel like that's a bit of a retcon or is that something that walt's going to when Jesse comes at him, he's going to be like, you know what, Jesse? This is actually your fucking fault. And he's going to lay it out for him. Do you think the writers have remembered that? Uh, I think certainly the writers have remembered that because we have. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to think someone who is doing this as their job, <laughs> thinking about this all the time, has not thought of it. Um, all right. Uh the other Kevin F. said two minor gripes. Uh, the removing of the bug felt rushed to me. I didn't think for an instant he would get caught. See, when they showed Hank right outside the door, you mm-hmm. know, sh- shooting his uh, self in the head, I thought, man, what if yeah. he, like, thinks of something last minute to go back in his office for? Like, Same he needed to take something to the shredder. Like, Walt really is playing with fire. Just and then, because this has worked twice now doesn't mean that this is a good plan. It's also, ballsy. when he was... Just holding that thing out, like out in the open, he was holding mm-hmm. on to that network connection. Mm-hmm. He should have put that in his pocket. Yes, twenty I minutes that before was he did. Walt Pride, yeah, yeah. sitting there like kind of wiggling it around. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Secondly, and more importantly, when Walt shot Mike, he reverted back to bubbling old Walt. Yeah, uh, I trust the Villigan and Breaking Bad team implicitly, but I feel a cold Walt would have struck home way more. 
Um, I don't know. I I've kind of explained like, why I thought that was. I liked his de- de-evolution there because it's yeah. the first time he's really killed someone for a choice. Yeah, Especially and, and since and he, he felt fucked like, up on the logic of why that would have been a good idea to kill him. Yeah, and also, I mean, he's got to know he let he let Mike get the better of him, uh, and that's the reason he killed him, right? Mm-hmm. He has to know that. I don't know. Uh, Chris I said he picked up us mentioning several times that there's like an ominous ticking in the White household. He yeah. said the last two episodes throughout the dinner conversation with uh, with Jesse uh, that there was a loud ticking in the background. He wonders uh, if there's a ca- if this is a countdown to something happening at the house. That's well, what I thought about the coffee two we'll, seasons. We'll ago. have to find out for next episode, won't we? Yeah, that's all the feedback we got or I got. You got anything else? Nope, we're good. All right, sorry we kind of gave a little short shrift on the feedback. We had a ton of it and not a lot of time to process it, so we'll try to yeah. do better next week. And I we'll- promise I won't move again next week <laughs> <laughs> or get a new job. Yeah, well, you know, you never know. You get a phone call, you get the go bag pack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say that, like last season, we might do a – we probably will do a, a season wrap-up cast and mm-hmm. do some more extended mailbag there too, so don't feel like – you know, if you've got this epic, awesome prediction that, and that you'll get short shifts, we'll, we'll probably do two casts. Uh, ready for me to do the outro? Bring it. If you'd like to flood us continually with even more quality <laughs> feedback, you can do so at breakinggoodatballmove.com. You can also get into our live, uh, you know, huge thread discussion for every episode and every podcast at facebook.com slash baldmove. Jim took a vacation this weekend since he's going to be, or since he was moving, but he usually live tweets, and you can tweet him stuff at Twitter at baldmove.com, or I'm sorry, Twitter at baldmove. Yep. Uh, Also, leave us hopefully a positive review on iTunes. Uh, We've got like 360 now, and you might be like, well, why would I want to add one more to that? It's all because of the way iTunes tracks their statistics. Uh, More recent reviews are worth more than old reviews. And if the activity on subscriptions and reviews starts to lag, we fall down in the rankings. And the more we stay up in the rankings, uh, the the more people listen to us, and it makes us happy. So if you you know haven't given us a review yet, please consider doing so. It doesn't take much time, although you do have to install iTunes. And that is not trivial. That is not a zero cost. No action. Not at installing all. little part of your installing soul. the worst piece of software to ever be a mono- de facto monopoly. I hey, can't believe hey, it. It's a decent podcast aggregator. Well, I mean, it <laughs> it makes it it's made us, so I can't yeah. I can't talk too much shit about it. But I'm like Walt. I'm always biting the hand. Yep, shouldn't do I that, don't man. know my place. I can't just keep <laughs> making podcasts. I got to go after jobs. Uh, somebody already got him though. <laughs> Uh, you can also use our Amazon affiliate link. Amazon's awesome, unlike iTunes, at Amazon.BaldMove.com. <laughs> if you want to buy your stuff and you're buying stuff on Amazon, that's cool. Like Dave Porter's new like score. Dave Porter's new score or yeah. Breaking Bad Blu-rays. Uh, that's great. Just use Amazon.BaldMove.com. It costs you nothing, but by using that link, uh, it gets our affiliate link Im- embedded, and we get a tiny fraction of Amazon's cut on your no goods. Nowhere near 35%. <laughs> not even close. No, it's not a full partnership. No. Uh, We're that guy back behind him with Wolverine <laughs> hair. We're Paul T- Tuttle Jr. <laughs> uh, so we've got some spoilers, some additional fallout from the spoilers we talked about last week. Again, 
I can't caution you enough if you do not yeah. want to potentially be spoiled for the end of this next week's episode. Stay the hell away from our spoiler section. Flee. Shut it off once you hear the music. If you've fallen asleep and you're going to wake up at the music, shut it off now. Yep. Boo. Uh, anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, next week is Gliding Over All. Yep. And we will see you then, unless you're man or woman enough to step into the spoiler ring with us. Actually, I'm not man enough. I'm leaving. Okay. (laughs) We'll see you guys next time. And we're back. Let's go ahead and run the spoiler section thing that we do. On the last episode this year of AMC, this year, bad. my client will supply vital information relating to Spring's methamphetamine enterprise. Tell me something I don't already know. Don't play, you don't know. What do we do about those night guys? We? There is no we, Jesse. I'm the only vote left. Am I not tying up loose ends for our mutual benefit? I don't like what. Ooh, prison shankings galore. So, first of all, I want to say that, did you notice that Jesse's wearing a skull shirt? Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. He's no longer wearing the big crosses. Nah, he's moved on to skulls. Um... So let's talk about this. We've we haven't. It's it's been a while, but uh, the poem uh, "Gliding Over All" is a, uh, a reference to a Walt Whitman poem. It's very short. Gliding o'er all, through all, through nature, time, and space, as a ship on the waters advancing, the voyage of the soul, not life alone. Deaths, many deaths, I'll sing. And I am going to speculate that with the prison shanking, I'm going to suggest that we see at least nine deaths. Next episode, which would be a very fitting use of this poem, especially talking about yeah. the voyage of his soul, talking about him being hellbound, mm-hmm. all very nightly, nicely uh, tied up in a bow here. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we know we're going to see at least one, right? They show us that much. Yeah. Um, and we, we presume that that's Todd's prison connection. Yes, I'm assuming that yeah. he is going to fully bring Todd into the fold. How quickly do you think Walter White will regret that decision? Uh, maybe sooner than he thinks. I don't know. It depends on whether or not Gilligan uh, Villigan is really setting Todd up to be a psychopath, you know? Well, and our, our, a lot of our listener feedback cer- centered around, uh, you know, about him looking the spider was that that yeah. means that, you know, uh, Todd's a little crazy. Yeah. And yeah. actually the Villigan said that that's kind of the intent of that scene mm-hmm. to give you kind of a little – Without, you know, Walter or Jesse knowing it, that he, this character is a little skewed. And what if there's some undertones of that in him turning down the money that Walt wanted to talk about Mm. for the meth cooking? Maybe he just enjoys doing horrible things, you know? (laughs) I'm going to cook some meth. Right, right. Uh, I'm going to steal from these people's houses. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's crazy. It could be more to him. Well, there was, what was the description of the episode? That that he's more than what he seems or that he's not what he seems? Yes. Yeah. So there's something more to this guy that we don't know about yet. Yeah. So prison shanking's right up there on the list. Yeah. And Lydia worried about her being, becoming a loose end. Yeah. She should be. She definitely should be. Uh, You know, Walt overriding any of Jesse's concerns here. It's going to be... And and let's okay, let's we're in the spoiler section, so fuck this. Yeah, Skyler. There is a lot 
there's a lot of happened since we reported on the spoilers of last week oh, uh, yeah? where Walt choked Skylar to death mm-hmm. in a, feet, a fit of peak uh, in their house. A lot of people are saying that this was a bullshit spoiler that was planted by the Villigan team to deliberately <laughs> oh, throw people off the tracks. That would truly be – he'd be earning the villain in his name. Uh, we still have not gotten, like, confirmation like mm-hmm. any kind of sh- leaked information on, inside the or set or anything like a screenshots yeah. or anything like that. Um, one thing now there was a, another spoiler that was floated out a couple weeks ago about Holly being endangered in this week's episode, mm-hmm. which obviously pulled and turned out to be false, but it didn't come from the same sources. And the thing that really tipped me off of these is that these spoilers got deleted off of any kind of moderated forums that they were posted on. Oh, okay. Uh, like on the TV.com Yeah, that forum. seems to be a giveaway for a good spoiler. Yeah, usually if that was like, you know, legit stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, funnily enough, Dave Porter volunteered to give me spoilers for episode seven and eight during the interview. You didn't uh, take them? Pre- I, I was just really worried that he would get – because he was kind of like, like – He's like, well, what – He's like, well, what episode are you guys on? Because he just got finished scoring the last episode. Uh-huh. So he saw the full uncut version. Dude, we could be running full size. Man, I just... Spoiler alert. Yeah, and then when we read the article, when we see... He well, fucked with us. No, when we see it on CNN that uh, composer Dave Porter uh, is missing uh, and presumed murdered. <laughs> presumed in the, yeah. melted in an acid Yeah, bath. when the Villigan takes care of him, I didn't want that to be on my conscience. Gotcha. I just couldn't... Fair enough. You know, if it's out there and something like that, I, I, I don't know. The guy seems so friendly and like kind of like, yeah, I'm not even sure what uh, you're on. I yeah, just, you didn't want to take advantage of him. No, sure. no. And I get you. Like I, this was all in the pre-podcast section, and I kind of mm-hmm. treat anything he says before I say the podcast begins as kind of off the record. Oh, yeah, definitely. So even if he told me, I couldn't – I wouldn't feel like until I got a second source. I could have yeah. – damn it, that's what I should have done if I was thinking – I would have said, yeah, go ahead and tell me. And then I would just say that I, I've gotten confirmation that the spoilers were true or I've gotten confirmation the spoilers were false. And we could have broken oh, yeah, it that yeah. way and protected our source. Fuck. If I was, a be- <laughs> if I was better at this journalist yeah. thing, I would have, you know, maybe next time. Don't pretend there's journalism in what we do. <laughs> Don't pretend Not that. even yellow journalism? No. Or some of the other pejorative senses of, of journalism? No. All right. Fine. This is entertainment, I'm every, man. I'm every bit as good as Will McAvoy. <laughs> I still haven't seen the most recent one. Uh, okay. Well, can't wait to see what you think of that. Uh, so let's talk some spoiler feedback. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else to talk about? You know, just our own thoughts on From on that things? preview? Uh, no, not really. All I right. mean, I just... Uh, part of me hopes that that spoiler isn't true, so I'm not spoiled. The other um, thing... Part of me hopes it is because it would be really good. Well, the other and thing... it could lead immediately to that flashback... Or, I'm yes. sorry, the flash forward. I yes. was going to ask you about that. Do you think after this episode and after that next episode, if that's how it plays out, that the flash forward is worth it? Do you think that paid off? I say that Could they every cut a year into the future. Every episode, I'm, and that goes to show me what just I was kind of a dick. Um, <laughs> I was prejudging the flash forward based on, you know, just kind of my annoyance with that whole first episode. And flash forwards in general. And flash forwards in general. Yeah. So I will say that, yes, I, it wasn't necessary, but I appreciate, because that's informed my, you know, the whole time Walt's going on this, like, successful megalomaniacal bend. I'm like, man, when are, 
when are we going to turn the corner and see him so alone? Yeah. And we've seen that fall into place brick by brick. Yeah. Um, I will say that I feel pretty good about this, the, the, the Skyler prediction or mm-hmm. the Skyler spoiler because in the Breaking Bad Insider, they were talking about that when they were storyboarding out the season, they were not sure. They wanted to put Jonathan Banks' death in, season, in, 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 uh, season, in, in episode eight because he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, you always say the biggest bang for the last. But as we were working in a writing room, we realized that there, we would have something even bigger for the final episode. So yeah. we were able to make it nicely fit into season the, to episode seven. Yeah. What could be a bigger bombshell than Mike dying? Really, Skyler. it's only Jesse or Skyler. And I yeah. don't think Jesse can die yet. Well, there are also rumors that we've heard about Walt Jr. dying or in the car Holly. crash. But would know? that be bigger than Mike? From a because I don't eh, maybe not they haven't been as big of a part of the show. It'd be bigger you know? for Walt, but from a dramatic yeah. storytelling and for a listener or a, a watcher involvement, I feel like Mike is as big as it can get, unless it was. Yeah. And again, and they can't let this Skyler thing go on too much longer because she's effectively out of the show at this point. She's doing nothing. That's why I was so just they about need to, to get say, rid of her. She is not interfacing with Walt whatsoever. Yeah. So that's the other thing that I feel if like. If they wait too long, it won't have the impact that they want it to have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And waiting a year is pretty damn long. <laughs> yeah, it is. So I, I'm really feeling good about this. Yeah. Uh, a couple emails. Did you notice that from Ted M, did you notice that Walt and Todd were watching a Vince Shalomi commercial on TV during the break from cooking? In addition to pitching horrible items like the sham wow, the sticky, yeah. and the slap chop. Look, man, you can talk shit about ShamWow and Shticky all day long, but Slap Chop? Slap Chop. I have one. <laughs> Jesus. And it has changed my cooking life. Yeah? You want to turn this into an infomercial real quick? Well, he was notable for a while in 2009 for viciously beating up a hooker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why have Walt watch him? Nothing on the show is by accident, so perhaps it's a quick <laughs> bit of foreshadowing of what Walt is going to do to Skyler in the next episode. <laughs> Wow. All right. Working pretty dark, Villigan. Yeah. Pretty fucking dark. I hope that they actually explain that in the next Insider podcast. <laughs> that that's exactly <laughs> what they were thinking. Uh, James P. says, after Say My Name, I have some doubts about the prospect of Walter accidentally, with quotation marks, killing Skylar in a fit of rage. Why mm. would they have Walt accidentally killing Skylar a week after accidentally making killing Mike the same way? Is Villigan turning Mr. Chips into Scarface or Lenny from Of Mice and Men? Uh, I don't think he accidentally killed Mike. No. And he, he wasn't in his right mind, I don't think. But that's not an accident. So in that case, yeah, I would think that this is a very scar. This is a very Scarface thing to do. Yeah. I mean, didn't... I, that was the same thing that happened uh, didn't, with wait, his wait, sister, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. That's exactly yeah. what Tony... So with it's Gina. like, that's not, that's not Lenny actually breaking somebody's neck, petting them too hard. No, that's Tony Montana. Yeah. Uh, killing his sister for being a whore. This is him being a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. So I don't have a problem with that. Uh, James H. says, I know this show is very big on providing clues throughout a season. I just watched episode 51 and noticed that Skylar chokes the hell out of her finger with dental floss. Yeah. Do you think this could be a subtle confirmation of now how this half of the season will play out? Oh, yeah. If she ends up getting choked to death, that is definitely foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. And if she doesn't, it's definitely not foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but yeah, I mean, lose. that's another piece of the puzzle if we're trying to put one together here. Yeah. 
So I think that's it, Jim. I think we're okay. done. The Fair new- enough. Uh, lots of spoilery goodness there for you. Yep. Should be a hell of a ride next week. I can't wait. It's either the half season finale. And then we've got eight more episodes for a year, a year from now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long wait. All right. Anything else? Nope. That's it. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. Yep. See you later.